to play games. Good. All right, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I'm Mike Hartman, the owner of Formal Fitness Training. Welcome to Coffee with the Trainer. I am joined by a long-term friend of mine, Delroy Thomas, who is a certified professional coach and a nutritional consultant. He is also the head coach at Shape Training, sales leaner there. He has 14 years of experience. Delroy and I go way back to a gym that is a franchise all across the United States. We yeah. got our start there together back in 2006, 2007. Yeah. Yeah, What's up, Delroy? Not much, man. I'm just here making it happen, man. Living a dream. All Living right. Dream, That's what man. we like to hear. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you're out in Pittsburgh right now, right? Tell us a little bit about you and how you got started. Yeah, man. I mean, um, <clears throat> Mountain Pit, uh, actually I moved out here about four and a half years ago, um, 2017 it was. Um, and, uh, you know, I had a, um, a cousin of mine who actually started the company, um, you know, a couple of years prior. And, um, you know, we actually had stayed in contact, you know, throughout the entire process. Um, he was always telling me he wanted some help. He wanted to be looking for good coaches, um, looking for some good people around him. And, you know, at the time I was kind of, I was out in Burks, you know, doing my own thing, you know, similar to what you're doing, um, doing boot camps, doing private training, doing uh, corporate wellness, things like that, just working for myself. Um, and uh, the opportunity came, things happened, opportunity came um, for me to, um, you know, make a, make a, make a jump, make a leap. And um, I took advantage of it, I took advantage of it, came out here, um, you know, we, uh, they expanded it to, to two gyms. So we had two gyms out in the Pittsburgh area. Um, you know, after COVID, we had to close one of them down, unfortunately. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, we came out, I came out here um, and it's, it's, I've been out here ever since. So it's been a, it's been a, a, a good, fun, um, memorable journey for me. So I'm still having fun. I'm still enjoying it. Um, still a lot of work to be done, so I'm not done yet. And uh, I'm looking forward to what the future holds um, this post-COVID era, era, you know? So so it's been good, man. It's been good. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear it. I, I enjoy watching your Instagram and Facebook stories. I mean, it's no nonsense training out there. You guys, oh. you have people doing very advanced moves, perfect form, and you yeah. guys do an awesome job. It's, it's a lot of fun watching what you're doing out there. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, uh, we train people hard, man. Um, but more than that, um, you know, there's a lot of passion behind it, a lot of drive, a lot of passion behind it. And um, I think that is what you see, um, you know, a passion comes through into our training, into our mindset, and it, and it extends itself to our clients. And so that's what you see when you watch those videos is, is the passion um, and the drive. So, so you yeah, know, I appreciate the, appreciate the kind words and the support, man. Absolutely, man. Um, yeah, so let's dive into that a little bit. Um, you've told me that um, one of your superpowers is your desire to really motivate and influence people and their mindsets. Let's talk a little bit more about um, how you get inside the head of somebody who is reluctant to start working out and say they come in. And how do you how do you get somebody like that started? Um, I think, you know, what, I mean, I, so for me, you know, you know, whatever people want to believe in, believe in God or Santa Claus or whatever the case is, right? But, you know, I always say this, you know, 
if there were 999 steps, if there were a thousand steps to get to God, right? If there were a thousand steps to get to God, he would take 999 so that you only have to take one. And I actually go into every, you know, intro consultation with that mindset. And I tell people, all you got to do is come through the doors. That's it. If you bring yourself through the doors, um, I'm going to do everything I possibly can to ensure that you, you, you're, you're taken care of. So, um, but I think it first starts off with them actually making that decision to actually come through the doors. And then um, it's really just helping them understand that, you know, um, I'm, just a, I'm just a guide, right? I'm just a guide. I'm, I'm guiding you through your journey. I'm not necessarily your leader. I'm your guide. It's like a tour guide when you go to Disneyland or Disney World or you go somewhere else. I'm just a guide. I'm not here to fix you. I'm a guide. And if they can take that one step and come through the doors, I will help guide them through the forest of misinformation and fear and doubt and all those things. And, you know, but it's going to take holding up a mirror in front of them and helping them be, become more aware of where they're actually at. So that's a lot of what we do, man. We do, you know, we do a lot of self-reflection. Um, and like I said, theoretically, or, or, you know, we, we hold the mirror up in front of people um, and let them look at themselves to where they're really at. And then from there, we make a decision on what we want to do from there. You know what I mean? Whatever that, whatever that looks like. So um, like I said, from there, it's just me guiding them to where they need to be. Um, so yeah, that's what it is, man. Just helping people understand that I'm not here to fix you. I'm just a guy, all right? You're the CEO. I tell people you're the CEO of your body. You're the CEO. I'm your consultant. And my professional advice is X, Y, Z. So, you know, people make decisions based on what they think is best for them. And whatever they choose, um, I'm here to, here to support them. So, Yeah, that's awesome. I, I really love some of those analogies. Um, you know, the 99 steps are taken for you and you have to take that one step to come through the door. That um, one that's huge. Um, because in our industry, I think one of the things that uh, we take for granted, whether you're a trainer, whether you're a coach, um, whatever it is, you know, most of the people who come to us, they're choosing to, they're deciding it's time for me to get back in shape. It's time for me to take control of my health, my nutrition. Whereas mm -hmm. you go to a doctor, you're, you're going in and you're admitting, Hey, if you have a broken leg, just saying, Hey doc, I'm broken, fix me. Mm -hmm. And then the doctor says, you got to go to a physical therapist for six months. So you have to go see that physical therapist. Mm -hmm. So when they come see guys like yourself and I, we're there to tell them, Hey, you walk through this door. Let's see where they want to go. And like you said, guide them through every step of the process. Absolutely. And that, you know, you know, I, I use that term very emphatically, you know, I'm, I'm your guide, you know, when you hear guide, you're thinking, all right, well, I'm here for a reason. And I don't really know, how to get to where I want to go, but I know I want to get there. And I just need somebody to help me along the way. And that's all it is. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, so we were going to de deconstruct quite a few myths in the fitness industry, some things mm -hmm. that we were going to talk about here, just to give people some values, some ideas. Um, then we can talk a little bit about more about programs and things like that you have coming up down the line, but let's just go through some of these myths in the fitness industry and you and I can kind of debunk some of them or say whether they're true or false. Um, one that we hear a lot often is, so if you want to lose weight, you want to get lean, you need to eat less. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Somebody comes up to you and says, Hey, 
I'm eating 1200 calories a day, but I want to lose weight. And they say, I'm dropping it to 800. Like, how is that, is that true? Or is that false in your mind? Um, it's, well, it's fall. It depends, right? So generally speaking, the answer is that it's false, right? Um, because, you know, being at that, restricting your calories that low, um, oftentimes, you know, while it will help you to lose weight pretty quickly, I mean, you, all you have to do is not eat. Um, it's just going to, the, what's going to happen on the way there is much more important, right? I saw something the other day that said, you know, for sure, you can restrict your calories to 800, 800 calories a day. For sure, you can do that. And will you lose weight faster? Absolutely. But restricting your calories to that level is kind of like running full speed down a mountain, right? Are you going to get to the bottom faster? Absolutely. But you're going to be damaged by the time you get down there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You ever try to sprint down a hill? Try doing that and see what happens to you. So you're going to get down there much quicker, but you're going to get hurt in the process. And that's what's going to ask what I mean when I say, you know, it's not, is it true that you eat less and you weigh less? For sure. Um, but the damage that you're going to do while you get there um, is something to, something to think about. So um, I would say, you know, I would say that's false. I would say that myth is uh, that's false. Yeah, it's interesting when you start looking into all the different diets that are out there and things like that and the research behind them. Um, you know, something like intermittent fasting, now they have some pretty long-term uh, research on that showing, you know, what are the effects of intermittent fasting? Um, what I find interesting is, in you know, many cases, the non-weight training person who participates in intermittent fasting that does not weight train to maintain muscle mass, they lose a significant amount of weight over time through the intermittent fasting, but the ratio of fat versus muscle that they're losing, they're generally losing a larger percentage of muscle. Now, again, this is the person that's not weight training. This is the person that's just intermittent fasting strictly to lose weight. Now, if you add weight training to that mix, you retain a little bit more of that muscle. So once you come out of that, you shouldn't have as much of a swing. You should actually be able to maintain more of that fat loss and of that weight loss. But if you're doing it without the weight training, you're actually losing muscle mass and the whole idea of basal metabolic rate, which you and I've talked about thousands of times. But mm -hmm. if you're not supporting your hair, skin and nails with the calories that you're giving yourself, you can't expect that your body's going to do what it needs to do when you're in the gym or when you're trying to lose weight. Mm -hmm. So I always mm -hmm. tell people basal met metabolic rate, you know, you just Google that. What is my basal metabolic rate? BMR. Mm -hmm. um, that is always a good starting point. And if you're already eating less than that and you're exercising at a high level, or if you're, you're working out a couple hours a day, you're really doing yourself an injustice. I mean, how often have you seen people come in that are actually really overweight and they don't eat a month? They don't eat a lot. Um, I mean, is that something you've seen a lot? Oh, for sure. I mean, we see it all the time, you know, I mean, in, in the industry because, uh, everybody associates weight loss or exercise with eating less. And while the answer is yes, you probably have to eat less, but less of the stuff that is not actually good for you, right? Not less of, you know, the things that are good for you. Um, so, but yeah, no, I, I've, 
you know, I, and typically, you know, what happens is there are a lot of people, they do something called binge eating, right? So they won't eat the restricted calories and maybe they are only, only eating 800 calories a day, but they're getting all 800 in one sitting. You know what I mean? So um, it's just, just that sort of lifestyle is not conducive to long-term progress or long-term success. Just, just the reality of it. And, you know, we deal with long-term success. So, you know, it just doesn't mix well with, with what we try to do. If we were like three-week fitness, sure, why not? 800 calories a day for three weeks. You know what I mean? But um, that's not what we're after. You know, our clients work out with us like three years. So, yeah. you know, we got to, we got to, we got to think about that. Yeah. I mean, that's another interesting concept that um, wasn't something that we previously discussed talking about on the show today, but you know, 28 days to washboard abs. Yeah. No. I mean, how often do you see that it's advertised <laughs> all over the place? You, you, you know, even these uh, fat, fat burners and nutrition programs that you see on TV. And it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe your step point's a little different than me, but um, when I get somebody that's trying to lose weight for me, first three months, I'm not really caring if they're losing weight. I'm trying to fix their joints, their ligaments, their tendons, their mind. Um, and then after that, it's like 0.25 to 1.5 pounds a week. That's about it. I very rarely try and get somebody to drop five pounds a week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think there's an overemphasis placed on weight loss and, um, and there's not enough emphasis placed on your movement quality. Um, the amount of lean mass that you have built, uh, you know, the, the, we have a device here called Fit3D. And what it does is it gives you a comparison of your trunk to your legs. So it's a trunk to leg volume ratio. So, you know, there's not enough emphasis placed on those kind of things and how your body is actually shaping and how your health is improving. Um, because weight is not the only indicator of whether or not you're making progress. And sometimes you know, the weight, uh, the scale speaks to you in a language that you don't understand. So you have to get somebody to help translate the language that the scale is speaking to you with. Just because you lost 10 pounds does not mean you're making progress. You know what I mean? Um, and just because you gained 10 pounds, you know, doesn't mean you're not making progress. So, you know, there, there's, you know, there's levels to it. You got to understand where you're at and uh, what's happening. Yeah, and definitely going back to quality of movement and and just how do you feel like if your grandkids say hey let's go I want to go to the park and play and you can't walk with them and you can't keep up with them and you're you know 60 years old your quality of movement's probably greatly diminished and your health mm -hmm. um so sometimes you know I have some people that are 250 pounds that you know you would look at and say they're still overweight but their movement's good their health is good they feel good and hey, not everybody needs to look like Jason Statham. You know, what I mean, not everybody needs to be jacked out of their mind like The Rock. You know, sometimes as long as you feel good and you're right. moving well, right. you know, the other stuff takes time. For sure. I mean, I think, you know, you know, there certainly is a standard for sure. Um, but you're right. It's not about the number on the scale and it's not about the way you look. All right. It is about um, your lean mass versus your fat mass. And you know, your movement quality. So, you know, those things are correct. Now, <clears throat> having X amount of fat, reality is that 
when you over a certain percentage, it is more of a risk to your health. That's just a fact, right? But the number on the scale does not define that. The number on the scale doesn't always does not always define whether or not you're healthy, whether or not your movement quality is good, whether or not you're getting better or you're getting worse. The, the number on the scale does not always define that. Um, and I just think people don't know enough about their bodies to even make that assessment on whether or not the number on the scale is the right number. You know what I mean? The number on the scale is actually the last thing to change in your body. Once you start to work out and just to exercise, start to do things, you may not necessarily lose any weight. That doesn't mean that any, nothing is changing. Things are actually changing the very minute you begin exercise. The very minute you begin exercise, your body internally begins to change things around. Yep. So, you know, the number on the scale oftentimes is the last thing to change. So why are we measuring it based on something that can just, you know, fluctuate um, so easily? So. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And people get freaked out when they look at the scale. And I mean, it's a simple thing. You know, I drink about a gallon and a half of water a day. Mm -hmm. So if three o'clock I weigh myself after drinking a gallon and a half of water, guess what? That thing's going to say five or six pounds more than it did at 6 a.m. when I woke up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so people got to be weary of what time they're weighing themselves as well. Absolutely. Um, so lifting heavy weights definitely is guaranteed to make you bulky and jacked. And people don't want that. Oh, <laughs> uh, false. <laughs> yeah i don't even know if we can talk about that that's just like it's simple it's false <laughs> it's not it's false i mean you know again uh it's a you know the way your body looks is attributed to one genetics but two how much you eat right so you know the size of your muscles is, is dependent upon what you eat and your genetic makeup that is just just a fact not necessarily how much you lift right because you know the rock could lift light weights he's still gonna be the rock you know <laughs> what i mean so um so yeah no it that's false the what the how the size of your muscle is based on how much you eat and your genetics period and so yeah perfect absolutely <laughs> <laughs> um Hiring a coach guarantees my success. Doesn't matter what I do. I can literally eat like trash all the time. But if I hire a good coach, I'm going to get in great shape. Well, um, I'm going to say that one's kind of middle of the pack, right? And I say middle of the pack because, you know, a good coach will really help you to see more progress. But the coach isn't going to do everything. Um, so, just hiring a coach is just not, you do have to, there is some responsibility, you know, as a client or, you know, as a, as, a, as an athlete or whatever you want to call them, there is some responsibility to do some things on your own. Um, but you do need a good coach. Um, you know, Michael Jordan won with Phil Jackson. You know what I mean? Kobe Bryant, Shaq, they won with Phil Jackson. So, you know, you do need a good coach. They're still great players without the coach. But with the coach, they take and can take you to the next level. So I'm going to be middle of the pack on that. I'm not going to totally relinquish the coach of responsibility, but I'm not going to place 100% of the responsibility on the coach either. Right? It's uh, You need a good coach and you need a willing client. Two of them, you can create a kingdom, a masterpiece. Yes. You can create a masterpiece. 
Yeah, I I have a business mastermind group, and I talk about uh, the pillars. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you're by yourself, you're just one giant pillar. And but if you surround yourself with the right network of people together, the pillars make a giant castle. Mm. So you say masterpiece. I talk castle. I say, hey, build the yeah. castle with yeah. your network. Um, it's funny that people think that a lot of times that uh, people like you and I, um, that we don't benefit from a coach. I mean, oh, that's false. I'm always talking to my trainer friends. I have a coach. I have a massage therapist. I have my own team around me to make me better because we all need the accountability just as much as you do. Oh, that's false. Yeah, man. I Listen, I, I, I you, you never work out as hard um, by yourself as you do when you have somebody there with you. That's just a fact. So um, coaching matters, having the right people around you matters, and uh, you need somebody there to push you when you yourself want to quit. So, um, you know, everybody needs a coach. If LeBron James needs a coach, everybody does. And you're talking about the best athletes in the world, right? So, um, no, everybody can benefit from having that external push. It's actually a book I would recommend to anybody listening to this too. It's uh, Winning by Tim Grover. He worked mm. with Kobe Bryant and Michael I saw that. I never read it though. Just came out really good, easy read, but man, uh, makes you think, okay, the top one or 2% in the world have a coach. It's probably telling you something that, you know, definitely. Um, let's see. So, you know, we talked a little bit about mindset, but I know that's something that you're huge on and you push your clients, you know, I haven't been around you for a while, but what I see on, you know, social media and things like that, I would say that you're one of the trainers that pushes your clients way out of their comfort zone sometimes like you expect a lot from your people you want to get them to the upper levels of what they can handle and what they can tolerate so how do you get somebody that's starting out say you know they're in average shape but you're going to push them to that next level how do you start pulling that out of people um i mean i i think you know there's a process to it and a lot of times people only see the end result um but I think, you know, you have to have respect for where the individual is at, you know, you got to have respect for where you're at. And you got to, and with that being said, there has to be, you have to appropriately progress people. You know what I mean? Um, so if somebody's a beginner, you got to have respect for that and have some beginner things for them to do. Um, but then when it's time for them to progress, you progress them. And when you, I think when you're appropriately progressing somebody, you know, I don't ever, I want to get the best out of my clients um, or anybody in general, but I don't know if I ever, I just try to push them for where they're at. So if you're at level one, we're going to be the best level one that we can possibly be. You know what I mean? If we're at level two, we're going to be the best level two we can possibly be. If you're level three, we're going to be the best level three we can possibly be. That's it. The level, the level that you're on doesn't matter to me. It's just a matter of getting the best out of where you're at. And I think it starts with respecting where you're currently at. You know what I mean? That's awesome. And I would encourage anybody that follows me to check it, check Delroy's page out and follow him because every day he's putting up something that's going to make you think. Yeah. Like my, one of my favorite things that you do is, I don't know who needs to hear this, but and then you oh, say man. something and it gets a nice conversation going and it's just good. I try and do it with hydration and stuff like that too, because, you know, it's yeah. just always 
seeing where people are at and just seeing people get in their get in their feelings about that too, man. They get mad. <laughs> yeah. I posted something the other day and it was like the bread and cereal aisle. Yeah. And I'm like asking your trainer what the healthiest bread or cereal is. And it's uh-huh. an empty shell. And I got so much hate. People are like, Oh, you, you don't think bread's good for you. And I'm like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just right. not saying that that's, you know, your healthiest option in life. <laughs> right. 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 right, right. Um, so we'll wrap it up a little bit. We had a little technical issue in the beginning, which cut into our time a little bit, but I do want to give you the opportunity to you know, talk about any programs, things like that you have coming up. Where can people find you? And you and I will keep this conversation going again. We'll have to do it again sometime down the road. Yeah, let's do this again, man. Uh, man, I don't know what happened today. I, I, I tried to get on my computer. I couldn't get on. And so let's, we should definitely, let's do this again. Let's get some more time. We'll get some more things to talk about and uh, we'll make it, uh, we'll make it happen. So, um, but um, I mean, you can follow, you can find me on, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, Delroy Thomas, the shape trainer. You can find me, I'm in Pittsburgh, 412, shape train 412, hashtag shape, shape train 412, um, shape train.com, everything shape train. Um, right now we are working on some digital, um, our, our online brand. We're kind of building our own, we're building our online brand right now. Um, so we got some things coming up in the future, Shape TV, um, some exciting things coming up, man. It's just, it's just a matter of right now, man, we, we have this brick and mortar building and um, just open up our gyms again, you know, it's been a couple months now. So we're just trying to get back to where we were, where we were prior to. It's a, it's a bit of a climb, but, um, you know, we're working at it, so. Um, Joshua Ratman. All right. I was just going to say, if you have, uh, if you had one minute with anybody listening to inspire them to get up and do something today, what would you say to them? Um, don't quit. Don't quit. It's going to be hard. You're going to do some things that you never thought you'd do. You're going to find some things out about yourself that you never knew, but don't quit. Don't quit. Love it. All right, everybody, uh, Mike, Formal Fitness Training, www.formalfitnesstraining.com, virtual and personal training in the local Berks County area. Delroy, thanks for joining me, man. It was awesome, and I hope you have a wonderful, you know, rise back to your former dominance coming out of COVID here, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, man, so let's do this again. Uh, Let's set it up uh, soon. Let's set it up as soon as we possibly can, and let's make it happen, all right? All right, sounds good, man. All right, buddy, thanks. Talk to you soon. See ya.